Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what it means to season our words with salt. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about what it means to be the salt of the earth with a speech that matches. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was speaking to those who belong to the kingdom of heaven, and he said, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Jesus expects a lot from his followers. And he says here that while the world may reject us, we have influence. This phrase, salt of the earth, has come to mean a person of great kindness or love or honesty. And it certainly lines up with what Christ says here in the Beatitudes. So what is this metaphor? What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? How does Christ want us to behave? And and why do we even want to maintain our saltiness? What is it that's so important about salt? Well, first, salt enhances food. It adds flavor and texture, even nutrients. Food with salt, I think you'll agree, is generally better than food without salt. Secondly, salt acts as a preservative. It's one of the oldest and most common methods for preserving food. The salt draws out moisture while also killing off bacteria that would spoil the food. And so food with salt is less likely to go bad. But in Colossians chapter 4, Paul writes again about salt. And he says, devote yourselves in prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I'm in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make every the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. In a similar call to action, Paul says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 4, 29. When it comes to Christians in the world, Jesus expected his followers to make the world a better place through their speech and their actions. He expects us to show the same kind of love and mercy that he showed us in the way we speak to others. Even though the world's often going to reject us outright, ignore us outright, just as they did the prophets before us, as Jesus puts it, our words can still be powerful, and they can be powerful for both good and evil. You know, Christ expects us to use our words for him to be a positive influence in the world. Our speech should reflect his grace, words which build up and edify others. They should be words that are well chosen. They should be, in short, words that are seasoned with salt. 
Paul also gives a motive here in Colossians chapter 4. He writes, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. Why? So that you may know how to answer everyone. Season your words with salt so that you'll never be left without an answer. You know, Jesus says that we are supposed to be the salt of the world, and Paul says we should talk like it. You know, too often we see people who profess Christ and they hurt others with the way they speak. It puts us in a position where we can't answer who we are because we're no longer acting like who we're supposed to be. To be the salt of the world, you have to talk and walk like it. But Jesus also had a warning. You know, salt of that era was largely mined, and salt ore, like all ores, was seldom pure. And as salt, it's water-soluble, aged salt, when it's exposed to moisture, would eventually start losing the salt, eventually leaving behind nothing but a collection of rock. And that unsalty salt, it wasn't useful for food. It wasn't used for preservatives. And at the time, it was tossed out on the road where all that it was left that it could be done was to kill the grass on the road. And so Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, when we fail to be the people of God, when we fail to season our words with salt, we're of no use to him. We might as well be thrown onto the dirt road where at least we can be used to kill the grass. Jesus has high expectations of his followers, and he has higher expectations than that. Salt should make things better. It should make things taste better and last longer. If every word that comes from your mouth isn't improving the conversation it's added to, then they aren't the words God wants us to be speaking. There are lots of ways we can make our words act as a positive and not a negative influence on those around us. They can be words of joy and encouragement. They can be words of hope and of faith. They can be words of love and kindness. They can be words of truth and purity. And Ephesians, Paul expands on this writing, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. Speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 32. All of our words should work together for good if we want to serve Christ. You know, salt also works to remove those things that are harmful, bacteria and food. And in the same way, Christians are told that our words and our actions 
should have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them in Ephesians 5, 11. That's why Jesus urged men to repent or they would perish in Luke 13, 3. Loving, salted words aren't ones that always uh, encourage or beat around the bush. They don't encourage sin. They're words that encourage the right choices in life. They're words of truth spoken in love, as it says in Ephesians 4.15. Followers of Christ should always be choosing our words with care, or else we run the risk of losing our saltiness. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.